Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Hallelujah! Amen! Can you just shake 10 people and tell them this is your month of victory? No, no, no. Let's say this is your winning season. everybody amen this is going to be a great month hallelujah this last quarter will be our greatest yet in jesus name we pray just to go straight into the word um we are rounding up a series that we um titled in christ everybody say in christ hallelujah how many of us were blessed by apostle philip dada jr last week hallelujah I was on the road and I was just Shondai and Hyundai and Hyundai and my goodness, it was amazing. I even went to listen to it again. I was really blessed. Can you just come, Philip? Just, just, just stretch your hands towards Philip and just bless him. Philip has served faithfully as our tribe institute leader and um, God is calling him higher. Just pray for him. Thank you. Love you, brother. Yeah. Hallelujah. And just go straight into it. Our title for today's episode is called Victory in Christ. Hallelujah. Victory in Christ. Amen. I gave you an assignment two weeks ago. I said just go through the New Testament and look for the phrase in Christ. How many of us did that? You know, it's rainy season and thunder do usually... Why didn't you do it? It's, it's for your own good. Because I have told us that the journey of the believer is actually a self-discovery in Christ. Amen? That's the journey of the believer that we find ourselves in Christ Jesus. So as we find Christ, as we go deeper in Christ, he shows us Not just who he is, but who we are in him. Amen. So any phrase, any time you see in Christ, it's something you should hold on to. Go through the book of Ephesians. Go through the New Testament. All the New Testament authors, what they were trying to emphasize was who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So we started, Pastor Eva started with gratitude or thanksgiving in Christ. Then I came and I told you that you have new life and your life is what? Hidden in Christ. Glory to God. And I told us the, the following week that you are God's masterpiece. You are the best thing that God has ever created. That you are made by God from God. He did not borrow resources to assemble you. Hallelujah. 
He did not go to computer village and say, give me battery, give me um, antenna here, give me this. No, you are not um, uh, uh, Frankenstein's monster. You know, many of us think that the monster is called Frankenstein, but it's actually Frankenstein's monster. Sorry, just wanted to say that. So you're not Frankenstein's monster. Are you with me? You're not patched. Hallelujah. You are made from Christ Jesus. You are God's masterpiece. You are God's Mona Lisa. That's not even... It's not enough. So you are God's Jesse. Do you understand? So put your name. If it's offensive to you, put your name. Do you understand? And today, and Philip showed up and told us that what? We have faith in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And today I'm telling you that you have what? Victory in Christ Jesus. So very quickly, let us open to uh, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. And I'm going to read very quickly. Um, so, like I said, the New Testament... Um, we see different descriptions of who the believer is. We're called believers. We're called children of God. We're called light. We're called salt. Amen. We're called masterpiece. Um, the Bible tells us we have new life in Christ Jesus. Um, and another language that we see being used in the New Testament is overcomers. Is more than conquerors. Now, if we trace the Greek word, it means Nikea, which is from the Greek root word of Nike. And Nike actually means victory. Nike actually means victory. So, more than conquerors is like you have won, but you're more than a winner. This is not speech and prize giving day that they just give you general mathematics five. Because you've won a prize and computer, what's that? Computer socks. Then they give you and you go, mother care. Do you know why many people are quiet? Because they were not getting prizes. Do you understand? Don't worry, you're a victor in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory? The Amplified adds this. As conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Classic says, making us as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's jump to 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14. ESV, that's what I'm reading. It says, but thanks be to God. Who, in who? In Christ, always. How many times? always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Hallelujah. But Eugene Peterson in the message translation puts it very beautifully here. He says, in the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Arsenal fans have a hard time reconciling what I'm saying. But in the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Hallelujah. Amen. 
the ampli- I mean, the ears we use this language says always leads us. Then the message says that he leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. In one perpetual victory parade. So in Christ, we are victorious. We are what? Overcomers. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. So your journey is victory to victory. Hallelujah. Your journey is victory to victory. Amen. So I've told us that it's either the word of God is a lie or we've not yet aligned properly or some things that are not yet manifesting like the truth of God in our life is probably still to come. I'm trying to state something because many of us still struggle with the fact, many of us, like I was telling you when I did Hidden in Christ, that many of us are still struggling with the idea of you having um, the righteousness of God. You being righteous in God. So even this very concept of you being victorious in Christ Jesus, I can see the wheels turning in your head because the world has beaten you down. You have told yourself, you look yourself in the mirror and you say you're not beautiful enough, you're not handsome enough, you don't have much in your account. You, um, they've told you, you're, you're probably a, 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 a family member said you will never amount to anything. The world has beaten you enough. You probably did not come out with the certificates that you wanted to in uni. And the world has these standards of measurement. And you, you start to define yourself by how the world defines you. So Christ is saying that all you need is me. Hallelujah. You do not need to have gone through some degree. You do not need to have um, acquired anything. He's saying that all that you need is me and that in me you're not just victorious you are more than a conqueror if you watch um you know kind of like these old films and and not old films um, Films set in, like, you know, um, ancient times, you know, if you watch some of these wars, one of the things these kings do, even if you read history, right, you see that these kings, when they destroy their enemy, they don't just, like, okay, we've won the battle, and they leave. I don't know if you guys can remember the first scene in the movie 300. Um, the emissary that came to meet King Leonidas, how many of us can remember what I'm talking about? He came with, like, heads of kings. Can you remember? He came to intimidate them, like, hey, look at your colleagues. Do you understand? Like, and they came with the, the, the skull and the crowns of defeated kingdoms to show that, listen, we are, we are not a rumor. Do you understand? These are your colleagues. You guys, like, you can be next. He was next. But you understand, like, because he died. <laughs> you will be next. And he did this as part of anyway, but that's not the, the message. The point is, kings in the olden days, they will not just meet in battle and win. They want to take over. There will be a triumphal procession to show that they have won. In fact, I don't want to go through some of the gory things that they did to some of the kings of, um, that they had defeated. Because it's not something I, I think I want to go say on stage. But you guys know what I'm talking about. So it's not as they meet in battle, they defeat them and they leave. They go through a procession. They go, sometimes they go through the kingdom and march through the kingdom and say, hey, look at your king, he's defeated. Do you understand? Then they go back to their own kingdom. 
in celebration that we have what? One. Hallelujah. Now we see that as well. Jesus does the same thing. Colossians 2 verse 15, the Bible tells us that he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Hallelujah. So he did not just defeat sin, death, and the devil. He put them to open shame on display. Hallelujah. That this is defeated. Glory to God. Then this verse I found, or Abiri found, I've been so excited since I saw it two weeks ago. 1 John 5, 4. For everyone who has been born of God. Hallelujah. Everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So Paul is telling us that we are more than conquerors. He told the Roman church, he's telling the Corinthian church that you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 36 to 39. He says that, no, in all this, you are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. John is telling us as well that we are what? Overcomers. Overcomers is another word for more than conqueror. Hallelujah. Then he says that you have overcome anyone born of God. All you needed to have been, all you need, all you need to do to overcome the world is to be born again, is to be born of God. Hallelujah. You know, men with ambitions bigger than themselves, Alexander the Great to Caesar, men who have trying to conquer the world, try to conquer the world, always end up with the realization. That they can't. That there's always a limit. By Alex, by was it thirty something? King Alexander was literally like ruling most of the known world. But he still, it did not satisfy him. The Bible is telling us that anyone, all you need to do is to have been born of God. And he says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you have a victorious faith. Glory to God. You have a what? A victorious faith. You have a victorious faith. As many as believed in him, he gave the right to become what? The children, the sons of God. Hallelujah. So the sons of God are overcomers, are more than conquerors in this world. So um, the Bible tells us also, Paul tells us in chapter 15 that sin, I mean, um, death is the last enemy to be defeated. But he now goes further to say, death, where is your sting? Hallelujah. That death has been swallowed up in what? In victory. Hallelujah. So sin has been defeated in the, on the cross. Hallelujah. Then Jesus went and defeated the enemy. In Hades, he collected the keys. He collected the power. He said, all power, all authority has been what? Given to me. And because he resurrected, death has been defeated. Hallelujah. Death has been defeated. 
So we are victorious over sin. We are victorious over death. We are victorious over the world. Now, the world is not just creation. Is the Like I mentioned, um, was it two months ago when I did Competing Voices, I said the world referring to here is cosmos. He's referring to the, uh, um, the systems and cultures, the ideology. Do you understand of the world? Because the ideologies, the systems of the world doesn't want you to get past them. It doesn't, you cannot live above our ideology. You cannot live above us. But Christ is saying that because you are born of me, you, because you are born in me, you have what? Overcome the world. Glory to God, tribe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are victorious over sin. So many of us, our issue is first this, knowing this. But like I mentioned also two weeks ago, that one of the hardest, the father's journey is the journey from the head to the heart. So you hear what I'm saying, but it's, it's still going to take a while for some of us for it to sit in. And that is going, that's your journey, you recognizing that this thing that the Lord has said over you, that you're supposed to run with it. So it's first knowing, then it's coming alive in you. Glory to God. Amen. Then we enforce what we already are. So we are not, uh, in, in essence, we are, not, we are not looking for victory. We have won already. We are just showing the world that we have won. Does that make sense? So, but there are ways that we enforce this victory. There, there are, in, in, permit me to say, there are weapons of victory. Hallelujah. Weapons of victory. Do you know, I, I, I said I was going to ask you guys. Do you think it was the five stones that David used that killed Goliath? What do you think killed Goliath? It is his faith. The stone may have gone through his head, but it was David's faith that killed Goliath. David, do you know, I, I just love God so much. Like, they sent him with bread. Go and, go and feed your brothers. And my guy came back with wife and treasure. Do you understand? So he overheard and said, anybody that is able to take down this man, he will get... My daughter is like, eh? by the way, in Bethlehem, babes for there no to send me. So this is a princess. Do you understand? One of the things David teaches us is that victory begets victory. So Paul is telling us that um, God leads us in one perpetual victory parade. Do you understand? So David. His 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 um, CV for taking out Goliath was that he had taking out bears and lions. So is it possible that there is a Goliath in your life that you're trying to face, but you've not faced the lions and the bear? Because victory begets victory. David was able to take down Goliath not just because of the promise of treasure and, you know, a new wife. But he was vexed. He said, how will you allow this uncircumcised Philistine say this over us? 
who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He was saying, who is this person that is not under covenant? Who is this person that is not under the hand of God? Who is this person that is we're allowing talk to us that does not know our God? That's what he was saying. Because circumcision was a tie to the covenant God had with Abraham. That I'll be with you and your descendants. Right? So the enemy he does what he does best is stands and shouts and say things over you. So many of us we stand and we're intimidated. We're intimidated by what we're hearing. You're not good enough. Your CV is not good enough. You don't look good enough. You don't have enough in your bank account. So you keep hearing all these negative voices, these competing voices, and we start to believe it. We start to believe them. Because um, I feel, um, let me, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. The uh, armies of Israel, they were there for, was it 40 days already? Imagine, they let this guy talk to them for 40 days and they believed. Paralyze them with fear. That's the strategy of the enemy. To keep you incapacitated, to keep you from not living out your full potential, what God has called you to be and do. So what should our response be? Like David, we respond, who is this uncircumcised? Whatever. Whatever label. Because the Bible tells us that not only do we, we, now we don't have to be um, circumcised to be under covenants. Like we are, um, like the old covenant. We are under a new covenant. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that God has circumcised our hearts. Hallelujah. So the, the, the tie to the new covenant is the circumcision of our hearts. Hallelujah. And this new covenant is a better covenant. So Goliath, his brothers, his father, his grandfather, and his um, forebears, whatever to come, if it's not under covenant, they have no power over us. Hallelujah. And we can take the Goliaths of our lives down. Glory to God. So, I don't know what is stressing you out. Many of you, you probably just stumbled into this place and just, ah, they've been stressing me. Let, me. let me just come to church. I've not come for two weeks. Make I just show, do you understand? If you just post like one or two Instagram, do you understand? I come to church. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, do you understand? But let me tell you here, God has come today. Your life has changed. Are you with me? And it's not because of what Jesse is saying. It's because of the word of God is saying that anyone born of God has overcome the world. That you are more than conquerors. That God leads you in one perpetual victory parade. Hallelujah. That from place to place. Many of us are in situations in our lives where you need to embarrass the enemy. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this person that is not under covenant? How dare you? How dare you? I am born of God. Glory to God. So we take off Goliath's head. We take off Goliath's head because we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. 
So if there's anything negative in your life, this is not a time to start. Do you know somebody um, corrected me? Um, what's his name? Joseph, um, who is part of our security team. So we're talking about how to navigate security. Tribe, and I was just like, you know, we're a small church. He said, what? Pastor, don't say that again. And I was very happy that he said that. He said, don't say that again. Why not a small church? Imagine, why, I don't know why I was thinking like that. Or, but I could have just said, you know, we are a church or something. But I loved, his, I loved his response. Do you understand? I loved his response. It was a faithful response. And many of us, we, you think you're being humble. No, sir. You're being timid. It's not humility. It's timidity. You are not, you're not being humble. You, you think that, oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't want to show myself like that. Shut up. And you're proud of your humility. That's not God's plan for you. Hallelujah. Victorious people live loud. Hallelujah. Their life tells the story of the victory of God. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the weapons of victory. The first one is revelation. The first one is revelation. I don't know if you've seen this picture of a horse that is harnessed, but it's tied to like a plastic chair. How many of us have seen it? This horse still thinks it's under, um, it's still bound, but he doesn't know it's free. I feel like many of us, you don't know you're free. So you think that the chains are real. Meanwhile, Christ has set you free for freedom's sake. Hallelujah. So, break every chain, eh? It's not like you are chained, though. Is chained is your mindset. Do you understand? So the first thing you need to deal with is revelation. Come to the word of God. Hallelujah. How about you stop singing last, last? Just hear me out. Do you understand? And is it possible that you've been... No, no. You know, I was at a wedding last Saturday. <laughs> we almost beat the DJ. Because how will you be playing last, last? At a wedding, we really, like, will you shut up? Nobody, they're just married two hours. And you're saying everybody will chop breakfast. God forbid. Now, we may laugh at this, right? But here's what I'm saying. Many of us really carry this mindset. So you think before you find your one, you must have experienced life. You must know like, you should have gotten some heartbreaks now. Do you, do you understand? Normal. Do you understand? For experiencing. Some of you have not recovered. So you're carrying a trauma from your last three boyfriends into this innocent church boy. It's like... <laughs> Stop now. So, <laughs> we're carrying trauma from, anyway, let me move from there. Revelations. 
That's the first weapon. You need to know that you are free, that Christ has set you free. Discover who Christ is, and then you discover who you are in him. Hallelujah. You discover who you are in Christ. And who are we in Christ? God's masterpiece, God's, uh, God's best, and we are what? Overcomers in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So revelation is the first weapon of victory. Do you know, was it two decades later, Japanese soldiers were found on an island two decades after the Second World War. They did not know that the World War had ended. Look it up. Was it, what am I saying? Maybe two or three decades. They did not know that the war had ended. I've even heard stories of that it happened in Nigeria after the Biafra War. That it found people in uh, um, the bush who did not know that the war had ended. Revelation. People were in war in their minds for three decades. Three decades. Meanwhile, we were on to newer fights. Revelation is the first weapon. Hallelujah. Second weapon is prayer. Because when you know the right thing, you will pray the right thing. Hallelujah. And I've said that prayer is not just... um, Prayer is primarily communication with the Father. So if you hear what the Father says over you, you will repeat what he has said over you. And that's what prayer is. Do you understand? Many of us do not have the language or a personal language of prayer because God is not... You're not allowing God to speak to you. So you go before God and you're like, God, I want to marry this here. Then there's Belinda. Why did I use Belinda? Lord, see Belinda. She looks nice. She's in choir. There's no Belinda in our choir. So she's in choir. Ah, but Lord, there's another girl in ushering. And the Lord is like, no, sir, you need to fix your credit first. And you, she's, you're telling him to wait. And you're moving from prayer point to prayer. Meanwhile, he wants to reveal things to you. So you... You think God is denying you of good relationships. Meanwhile, you don't even know what he's saying concerning you. So revelation and prayer. When we pray well, those of you behind, pay attention. When you pray well, I mean, when you know well, you will pray well. Hallelujah. You will pray well. So prayer is the second, second weapon. When you go into the word... That's a prophetess right there. When you go into the word, then you pray the word. Hallelujah. You pray the victory that you see. Hallelujah. Then we go to the second thing. Prophecy. And you guys know I'm big on prophecy here. Many of us, we don't... You're not enjoying God because of some past definition or, or something or past experience. Prophecy is one of the best things that has happened to my life. Because prophecy is spiritual intelligence. And I've told us before that prophecy is not about haste. You use GTB. That's not what prophecy is. Do you understand? That's not what prophecy is. Prophecy is revealing the heart of God. It's revealing the will of God. Hallelujah. But there is foretelling and there is forth 
foretelling. Hallelujah. So foretelling, God actually may reveal things of the future in the now. Do you understand? Revealing his heart and his will. But foretelling is also declaring and decreeing what God has said to happen in our situation. That is foretelling. Are you with me? So um, three kings wanted to go against... I, I, I know it's in the book of Kings. I... I Forgot to look it up, but you guys know the story. So three kings were about, um, the king of Israel was about to go against um, one of his enemies. He calls the king of Judah and, uh, and says, let's go to war. The guy agrees, you understand, we're together, we'll go now. But they reached the battlefield. Then he now said, listen, is there no prophet in Israel? Hallelujah. You guys know the story. He says, is there no prophet in Israel, because Israel has had a history of going to war where God has won. So it's not, they don't just stand up and go uh, uh, because, okay, we have enough army, we, we have enough um, um, weaponry, we have enough in our armory, we can take out these people. No, they move at the sound of God. They move at the speed of God. They move at God's instruction. So the king, what he should have done earlier, the king of Judah should have asked, first, if I should even go. But it was when he, no problem, he got there and was like, is there no prophet in Israel? And they called Elijah. I mean, Elisha. Sha. They called Elisha. <laughs> Elisha. It was like, it's because of this guy, like this king of Israel, they try me, but... Is because of this guy I'm going to. And, you know, Elisha pronounces what's going to happen. So victory, are you with me, tribe? Victory, there should be some foretelling that you have to declare what God has said concerning you. That you stand in the morning and you say, I have the mind of Christ. The first, your first few hours, don't give your best to TikTok. Don't give your best to the gram. Don't give your best to the comment section. Rise and declare over your family. Declare over your business. Declare over your mind. Declare over your body. Hallelujah. Is there no prophet in Abuja? Is there no prophet in the tribe? Are you not a prophet? Because you have the spirit of God. The Bible tells us that uh, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters will do what? Who will prophesy. They will foretell and they will foretell. Stand and declare God's word over your life. That's how we see victory in our lives. Revelation, prayer, prophecy. Third one, praise. Hallelujah. Praise. I wanted us to come and dance, and that's what we did. Many of us, please, we need to buy fans. Jesus Christ. This place was hot. And that may just be the new norm. Worship will just come and fill this place. This this Abuja swag you people are doing, we need to just drop it at the door. When you come in here, here, just please, uh, from Michael, from next service, I want people to leave with their makeup. Their makeup should have shifted. Do you understand? I want people to drop their wigs. Do you understand? <laughs> Praise God. Do you understand? Start. You need some of you. Eh? Your victory. Just you just just come and dance in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Just come and praise him. Praise him. Lift your voice. Dance. Don't care about anybody. Crush your crush. Like, don't, don't, 
<laughs> stop, stop, stop. It was not deep. Stop that. Stop. No. You make newcomers think that. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, eh? Praise is very important because in that moment you are one with the Father and that you are declaring things unto him. You're using your mind, your body, and you're telling him how much you love him. You're telling him thank you. You're glorifying his name. Praise. Hallelujah. Many of you need to even sometimes in your room, just just shut everything. Shut everything. And just dance in the presence of God. Hallelujah carry that because I believe that that's how we win. You praise. You praise. So imagine after revelation, after prayer, after prophesying, then you just go back to listening to last, last. Listen, I'm not, I'm not beefing Daminio, you guys, you understand, before but I'm just saying, do you understand? Like, the next thing you should do is what? Praise. Praise the Lord. Because it's a war strategy. It's a spiritual warfare strategy. Joshua thought, okay, we have a resume. We've taken out about 12 kingdoms. Um, Jericho is nothing. We're going to take it out. But because Jericho at the time was... Jericho, apparently, um, some people say is the oldest city on earth. But Jericho had walls, right? And he was, his, his um, warfare strategy mind, he had to take some time out, like, how are we going to do this? And the Bible tells us he sees a man from afar. And some people say he's an angel, some people say he's a Christophany, and the Christophany is an appearance of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. I'm not going to go into that argument. But basically, we see someone that Joshua bows to, right? And for me, I believe it was Christ because and angels don't collect worship. They don't receive worship. Anyway, so Jesus, who I believe that's that, the, 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 he says, um, Joshua asked him to introduce himself. I said, I am the commander of the what? Army of the Lord. Of hosts. Like, that's his title. And we know that that's not Michael. Right? So rather than say, um, they pull out the strategy map and they start mapping out, no, see, you guys, if you dig this tunnel, do you understand? You will come out at the king's palace. Do you understand? Or these are the weak points of their, of their um, wall. Tells him the most bizarre thing. March around is silence for seven days. And on the seventh day, what? Blow a trumpet. Seven times, right? And the walls came down. Praise is a warfare strategy. So you may, you may be waiting for something in your life. Just start praising God. Hallelujah. Just start dancing. Glory to God. Now this one, eh? Obedience. Can see your faces. Obedience is a weapon of victory. Many of us, God has told us to do things as far back as five years ago. But you're dodging the Lord like Jonah. God has told you to start some things, to stop some things, to continue some things. But you're putting off 
things. I heard the most profound proverb this morning. Say, <laughs> I'll go do them tomorrow now. Now, why file? Nah? I'll go do them tomorrow. Now, why file never fly like eagle or something like that? Anyway, do you guys get what I'm saying? Do you guys get the point? <clears throat> the person that said it is funnier, but... Uh, but, but you get, like, basically, we keep putting off things. We keep telling, no, God, I'll do this later. So, he, the Lord is saying, you are an eagle, mount up, you understand, take flight. But you're like, Lord, let me, just, let me just attend to this. Let me just attend to this. You are planning your life. You think you know better. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience, after all these things, you know, knowledge, um, revelation, knowledge, revelation, prayer, prophecy, praise, hallelujah. What's next? Obedience. Obey. If Joshua had not obeyed, the walls of Jericho would have not come down. Can the communal elements start going around? Obedience. The Lord will call you to do things that are often not, in quotes, sensible. He will call you to serve in a place. He will call you to do things that he is telling you to do because he sees all. He knows all. Hallelujah. And he's calling you to trust and obey. Every day, when... Um, Somebody say, I'm always using my daughter to preach. I don't care. Get out. But one of the best things that has happened to me, I've seen, I've been preaching about God as a father. But in the past one year, I've only started to understand what I've been preaching. Because when I say, tell her, don't do this, I know that may look beautiful, right, to her. But it's going to shock her. Do you get it? So she may see wires and may look something to play with. But I know it's going to electrocute her. So I tell her, stop. And she has started learning. Uh, see, I'm fighting with Chibuzona. She has started learning, do you understand, some of these things. You understand? I know it's not from my side of the family. But like, <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, hey, Eva. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, my mouth. <laughs> But you get the point. Like, I'm seeing how often I think I'm mature. I think I know it all. But I'm really just a baby. And God is like, hey, you need to eat so that you can get better. You need to take this medicine, even though it tastes bitter, so you can what? Get better. You need to not go there because you'll be electrocuted. Because it will shock you figuratively and, and literally. I'm seeing God and, and I just feel God, God is infinitely merciful. So he will continue giving us another chance. And he's faithful towards us. Hallelujah. So he will give us another chance, another chance, another chance. Obedience as children of God is a weapon of victory.
Now, many of us, now we are receiving the communion elements, and we take communion at the tribe on the first Sunday of the month. Can we jump to Revelations 12? Revelations 12, verse 11. It says, And they have conquered him, that is the beast, that is the enemy, the devil. They have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives, even unto death. The blood of the lamb is a weapon of victory. Hallelujah. Why do we take the communion? Jesus said, take this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. We take this to remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. We take it to remember that Jesus shed his blood for you and I. That Jesus poured out his blood on the cross for you and I. And that by his blood we have received redemption. By his blood our sins are blotted out. By his blood we have been made free. By his blood we are made righteous. By his blood we have been redeemed. By his blood we are ransomed. Amen. The blood of Jesus has set us free. The blood of Jesus conquers. Hallelujah. And this is not some, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. No, sir, you've been covered for 2,000 years. Hallelujah. Amen. We take the communion to remind ourselves, to align ourselves, to, to get back into the baptism of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus. That's why we take the the blood, the, the, bread, the, the bread and the wine. Hallelujah. They conquered the beast. They conquered the devil by the blood of the lamb. And this is not, the, Bible, the author of Hebrews tells us that this blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. This is not the blood of what? Lamb and goats. That you have to renew sacrifice every like subscription, every, every month, every year. You have to go back and subscribe again. But once and for all, oh Jesus, strive. Once and for all, once and for all, Christ shed his blood for you. I don't care what you've done in the past nine months. I don't care what you've done last night. I don't care what you've done last week. The blood of Christ is strong enough to wash your sins away. And the Bible is telling us that anyone born of God, anyone born of God overcomes the world. Anyone born of God, has everybody gotten the communion element? Anyone born of God overcomes the world. The blood of Christ. Hallelujah. The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. You know, John, in the book of Revelations, he sees a scroll that in it was written things to come. And he started to weep because nobody, nobody could open the scroll. And an, el an elder told him that, don't cry. Don't cry. The perfect lamb. Hallelujah. So worthy is the lamb. Hallelujah. I want you to just pray about your communion elements. 
the blood of Christ, the blood of the Lamb is perfect. Perfect. I want you to reconcile yourself back to the Father. Has everybody gotten? Those of you over there, have you gotten? Please, if you're online, I want you to participate in this. Please don't just play this at the back and scroll through the gram. Participate in this. This is a very important moment. Just 30 more seconds. Just speak things. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ sets you free. We can take the body and the blood. Glory to God. The last weapon, Revelations 12, 11. Are we still there? It says, and they conquered by the blood. Hallelujah. And by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. The devil is not going to shut me up. My, 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 my journey with Christ is always going to be Come and see what the Lord has done for me. I don't stand here because I feel I'm better than anybody. My testimony is that God has saved me. God has redeemed me. And we conquer by the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. And testimony is also a legal term, Abi Philip. So we stand. And when we take the stand, is, is it the stand? When we take the stand and we, we, we say our testimony, they make you take an oath. And you say your testimony. What's your testimony? What's your testimony, tribe, as children of God? Christ has set me free. Because the accuser, who is Satan, stands and says, see what she did last night. Look what he did last night. Look what she did. You take the stand. And your testimony is, like the woman at the well, come and see. Come and see the man who knew everything about me. Who saved me when I have nothing? Who saved me because I have nothing to give? I am not enough. I don't have my a name to give. I don't have possessions to give. I don't have anything to give. But He saved me because He loves me. Hallelujah! He loved me as He found me. That is our testimony. You defeat with your testimony. There are some legal cases. Those of you who watch, you know, suits and. Um, Boston Legal and the rest. You know, so it's, it's sometimes a testimony of somebody would can change the, everything. Your testimony changes everything. Hallelujah. And that's the last weapon of victory. Glory to God. That's the last weapon of victory. Revelation. Revelation. Prayer prophecy, praise, obedience, and lastly, uh, blood, and then what? Testimony. The enemy should not shut you up. Hallelujah. 
Your testimony should not be that of fear or, or being intimidated by the enemy. Your testimony should be that of boldness. Do you know in Acts 4, when the disciples were flogged and said they should not preach about Jesus, what did they go back and say? They said, Lord, embolden us. Give us boldness. Hallelujah. Tribe, I pray for boldness over you that your mouth will testify of the goodness of God, that you will speak the goodness of God, that you will say what God has said concerning you, that you will stand. Come on, tribe, stand. Let's pray and prophesy. Let's testify this morning. I want you to, to, to lift your hands, lift your hearts this morning and bless the Lord and testify, testify, testify. Come on, pray. Weapons of our war, of our warfare, the weapons of victory, of enforcing the victory of God is revelation, prayer, prophecy, praise, obedience, the blood, and testimony. We testify that God has been good. We testify that God is good. We testify to the faithfulness of God. We testify that he has kept us. We testify that he has ransomed us. Even when we did not know what to do. Even when we went out of our way. When we heard the Lord brought us back. He is faithful. That's my testimony. That I am not good enough. But the Lord ransomed me. The Lord meets us as he finds us, but he does not leave us as he finds us. Hallelujah. So my story is that of perpetual victory. Glory to God. That is my testimony. I don't know about you, but I am God's Jesse. Hallelujah. That's my testimony. That I, I'm an overcomer in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. That's my testimony. Come, I want you to prophesy over everything that concerns you. Prophesy about your marriage, prophesy about your business, prophesy about your careers. Many of you are in situations right now where you are asking the Lord to do something in your life. I want you to open your mouth and testify of the goodness of God. Testify about how the Lord is good. Testify of the goodness of God. Come on, if you're online, engage in this as well. Testify. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and raising the podcast. We love you.